welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I am joined by Sue Atkins, parenting author and broadcaster. Welcome to The Divorce Social. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. Lovely to have you here. Now, you are divorced. How does it make you feel when I say that? Yes, I'm through that bad patch, the eye of the storm. It was the most horrific experience, I think, of my life. Uh, I used to go to bed and wake up at three in the morning and think, ah, yes, that wasn't a nightmare. That's my real life. And I found it incredibly stressful, really uh, full of anxiety, all sorts of huge emotions. And I wrote loads about it. I've written a book for kids on it. And I've also wrote a lot of blogs and articles around it because I found that cathartic to help me. And I found other people's writing, a great few blogs I used to read because I didn't want to join the pity party. I wanted to empower myself as well. But I realized I needed to go through this kind of process so that you don't just go from, you know, distraught to, you know, rising again like a phoenix. It takes as long as it takes. And any major life change, whether that's bereavement, redundancy or, you know, divorce, actually takes between 18 months and two years to process. So I knew that from my psychology studies and stuff. And so I kind of, you know, went through it. But there's a big difference between knowing it and experiencing it. It's not easy and it's not terribly pleasant, even though it wasn't really hammer and tongs. It was sort of amicable if you can have an amicable divorce. It's funny you said that you used to wake up at three in the morning and think, that's not a nightmare, that's my life. Yeah. I think I used to have those moments where I'd wake up feeling like everything was fine mm. and then sort of remember all over again and then it hits you. So I can definitely relate to that. 
But I like your metaphor of rising like a phoenix because people can't see this, but you do also have red hair. So you are quite phoenix-like now. <laughs> yes, and I actually bought a ring that was, and I spent ages you know, on, online looking for a ring with a phoenix on it that didn't look too like I rode a bike. You know, I wasn't a biker or anything. But I found one and I used to wear a, a ring that sort of reminded me that you do turn the corner. And I didn't want to say my natural disposition is not a bitter and twisted and angry person, although I was incandescently angry at times. But I didn't want to stay stuck there because... Because, you know, that's like Nelson Mandela says, it's like drinking poison and expect the other person to die, you know. So you don't want to stay stuck in that angry place. Use it as rocket fuel to take yourself somewhere more positive and better. I love that you can quote Nelson Mandela in your angry phase. I think I was just like <laughs> punching things and like crying on the floor and throwing his post across the room. And I also had an amicable breakup. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And I work with lots of women in particular and families now going through divorce. And yes, you know, they go through these very strong phases and uh, it's not always amicable and it's not always very edifying and it's not very nice. And certainly if you can keep it out of court is my message, because that then just otherwise you're just feeding the sort of the lawyers, you know, fees, which strikes me as mad. Hang on to as much money as you can to provide for yourself and your kids, because you've got to take that longer term view. You know, you have the short term, the medium term, and then you must take the long term. Remember, friends of mine and she went through a divorce 15 years before me so a long time before me and you know she gave away the house practically she, they made this arrangement informally that when the, the the youngest it was 18 that they would then you know decide what to do with the house then and of course she had to take out another mortgage at 56 and he bought a couple of buy to lets so I'm not bitter and twisted about that but my advice to her was correct do check out the pension don't leave yourself short long term because you just want to be shot of that person. Do actually get some proper financial advice and treat it as a business transaction. Very difficult to do, but very important to try. Yeah, it is very difficult to do because there's so much emotion wrapped up in all that yeah. money and that house and all those financials. But yeah, I agree that I think it's important to get financial advice and know where you stand. And actually, mm. a lot of people listen to the podcast who are maybe considering getting divorced and haven't taken that mm. step yet. Mm. Um, and so I always say, get some financial advice before you do it, if you can, just so you know where practically where, where you stand. Where you are, where you stand, yeah. But I wanted to talk to you about your Phoenix ring that you mentioned. Do you, because <laughs> we've talked on the podcast before about like divorce rings, because you get an engagement oh, ring. Right. yeah, yeah. Did you see it as a sort of divorce ring? Was it a celebration of you being <laughs> with you? Because I have one of them. I bought a ring for myself on my first Valentine's Day alone. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this, you know, it wasn't mm. super expensive, but it was a bit of money. And I was like, I'm gonna celebrate this. And, you know, and I wear it on my wedding finger, but on my other hand. Yeah, mine was more of a fuck you ring. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, just as good yeah yeah and um it was symbolic for me for a while and then I noticed I, st I stopped wearing it and I didn't wear it after a while I didn't need it so where is it now this phoenix oh it's ring. upstairs actually funny you should say in the bathroom in the in one of the nice pretty little you know things where you keep your trinkets I do know where it is <laughs> and I used to ask people what they've done with their 
wedding bands and engagement rings. Do you know where those are? Oh, yes. They're both upstairs in my jewellery box. Yeah. And unfortunately, as life gets in the way, they don't they don't fit me anymore because I've put on some weight. (laughs) Anyway, who'd want to wear them again? (laughs) They're not in the same box as the Phoenix fuck you ring. No, they're in different places. They'd be having fights all the time. Yeah. Yeah. At night, they'd come out and be, you know, fisty <laughs> You wouldn't be able to sleep with all that clinking metal. Oh, no, that's just like Toy Story. I'm muddling it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to take you back to that breakup moment, if I can, of oh, gosh. Okay. the catalyst of you deciding that you wanted to get divorced. And we don't have to go into why, but do you remember those difficult feelings of waking up and how did you get through that very initial emotional period oh I remember exactly when I discovered that and you just go cold don't you well that's how I went I just went I this is this is not happening to me I cannot believe this is happening to me um and then you go right deep breath oh crikey what (laughs) what do I do now so I remember going up to the house because I was in my office that we had some stables and I used to work down there with my clients and stuff and I went back up and grabbed my coat and went to see my best friend and uh, said can you put the kettle on because I didn't want a glass of wine because of course you've got to drive home so yes oh yes I don't think you ever forget those very traumatic moments in your life do you you can work through them because obviously I'm an NLP master practitioner and I do this for a living helping other people go through these very important emotions and working through them understanding them but coming out the other side of them but I I knew where I was I was right in the eye of the storm with some of that and you just have to live it. You can't just sort of intellectualize it and go, oh, yes, I know what I should do or what I would recommend to another client. You have to live it and you live it for a long time. And it is painful and difficult and challenging. I love that you were so practical on that realization that you like got in the car and drove to see your best <laughs> friend and had a cup of tea. Like I feel like a lot of people <laughs> would just shut down. I um I think I just cried. I cried, yeah, and stayed at home for a full week. And my sister had to come and see me. Do you remember what was that need that you had? What was that impulse to see your friend? To get out of the house. I had to get away. I had to escape. I had to run off. I had to leave the scene of the crime. That's what that emotion was actually about. And who else do you go to? I've got two lovely, great friends. One's too far away. She'd be an hour away. And the other one was just, you know, 20 minutes up the road. Uh, it's there because you also want to go to someone who knows you, understands you and loves you, I suppose, in your moment of crisis. And what was it like breaking the news then to your best friend so immediately as well? Yes. Well, she's just very placid and calm. That's why I like her as well. We don't do drama, if you like. I don't tend to do drama. Uh, I'm dramatic in many ways, but when I'm talking about something very important, I don't, you know, make a meal out of things. So I suppose she was a great safe pair of hands to go to, you know, and uh, talk it through. And don't forget, I am in a heightened state of emotions. I'm not sitting there just drinking a cup of tea and saying, oh, dear, my life's imploded. You know, (laughs) well, I was wondering. It all sounds very calm. (laughs) No, it wasn't like that. It's a heightened sense of emotions, but in a safe place. So that seemed like the right thing to do. And also you've got to process your own emotions. What are you going to say to the kids? What are you going to say, you know, to the other person? Um, Yeah, 
it's a, it's not easy and and you know I haven't thought about these emotions for a very long time so and you mentioned obviously that you're an NLP practitioner master practitioner and and you work with people now to help them through these times what was it like knowing all you know but feeling how your clients feel I think it was empowering if you wanted to you don't have to walk the journey that everyone has to go through if you're going to coach someone or work with them. But I do think it gives you a depth of understanding, a real empathy, compassion, and more kind of uh, patience with people. Do you think you were patient with yourself? Yes, I think so. I I think I looked after my mental health, my well-being. Um, I knew sort of things that make me feel better that nurture me and you know people do all sorts of things they buy lots of shoes they drink lots of wine sometimes they get very um you know promiscuous they do all sorts of stuff that's what I did had lots of sex <laughs> okay you great. got promiscuous yeah well it is and it isn't it's everybody's journey there is no right and no wrong and there is just your way of dealing with it but if you find you've got stuck and you're not happy in what you're doing then it's time to what I call pause to ponder. You know, you take that kind of like imaginary uh, remote control on the TV and you press pause button, you take a physical step back and you just go, mm, what is this really about? Why am I doing this? Why am I unhappy doing this? What is it I need to change or what is it I need to do to take better care of myself and take me into a different place? And do you think you had any of those moments yourself during your breakup? that you had to take a step back. Yeah, so I suppose I, I stepped back and, and paused to ponder a few times, but again, not obsessively, you know, and, um, you know, I'm human like everybody else. I broke a big old uh, photo uh, with the photo of us together, you know, let's break that up and chuck it on the floor and jump on it and stuff. You know, I'm only, <laughs> I'm only normal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spoke to Michaela Sharp in this series about a similar thing of she broke a glass but then immediately afterwards she was like well I have to clean that up now because I'm the only one here <laughs> which I love um, <laughs> and I just imagine you jumping up and down on this photo frame and then being like right mm. back clear that up then. yeah yeah but am I my feet you know don't cut your feet wear shoes so we mentioned earlier about breaking it to your best friend um, but then obviously breaking your divorce to other people and children can be particularly tricky. And I know you help a lot of people and um, you obviously have a book about children dealing with divorce. What do you think is the best way if someone's listening and they're like, oh, my God, I have to tell my children. What do they need to do? It's about sitting down with a cup of coffee and getting a piece of paper and jotting down just a few things you want to say, because in the moment you get very emotional. And if you do it with your partner or your soon to be ex-partner, you it can bring up an awful lot of triggers for both of you. And you want to try and get this right for the kids. And the other thing is to think about when you're going to do it. Don't do it on a Sunday night, just, you know, sitting on the end of their bed before they go to sleep, ready for the next week. Plan it. Think about what you want to say, how you want to say it, when you're going to say it. And another tip I have is put a circle, draw a circle on a piece of paper and put some spokes into it and write down assurances that stay the same. 
because you can't promise. You don't know what's going to happen a lot of the time. But there are certain things you do know, like you will still see Emily, your best friend at ballet on Fridays at four o'clock. You you know, will you see grandma? Well, make sure if you do, you say that to them. You'll still stay at the same school. You know, you're, I don't know if you don't know about whether you're going to stay in the same home, don't say anything because you need to build trust there. They're going to look to you to try and guide them. And um, don't tell them fibs and lies because you just want to make it all all right. Because then, you know, in the next week or so, that all just falls apart because then they'll feel uncertain and they'll feel more anxious than if you hadn't actually said anything at all. So plan it is the important thing. And don't plan it when you're at a really heightened sense of anger. You know, go for a, a good old run or a walk or whatever you do to kind of get yourself grounded that's when you get the piece of paper out and put a few bullet points down and say what you need to say. And hopefully your partner might, you know, back you up on some of that. But one key message, there's two key messages. One is they are not to blame. Children always blame themselves. Even if they're four, they go, well, is it because I jumped in and out of your bed at night and daddy's got cross because, you know, you couldn't sleep? Or a teenager has said, is it because I didn't get the grades I was supposed to get? You know, children will blame themselves. So one key message is to make sure that they un they know that it's not their fault. People fall out, relationships change. You know, you can relate it depending on the ages and stages of your kids. And the other thing to sort of say to them is you will always love them. The home may change. You might have two houses, but the love will always stay the same. And if you can manage to co-parent somewhat amicably, putting the children at the center of that process, then your children will not be damaged by it. They recover. They're resilient, but they don't recover from continuous arguments and slagging off. And that really isn't very edifying. So try and rise above that side of it. Yeah, I watched a couple of your YouTube videos, actually, and, and they're really useful for anyone going through this. And also, I love what you say about tell them the things that are staying the same, because I think that's so important. I remember, I mean, I was quite old when my parents split up. They never actually got a divorce. But I remember the the idea that everything was going to change. Still at that age, I was like, what's like, what's going to happen? What's the mm. plan? You know, mm. are you selling the family home? Where are you all going to live? Like that, those are the things I, I sort of wanted to know. So I think that's really good advice. And I think I've spoken to a lot of parents on the podcast and people also in our, we have like a little chat room on my Patreon where people kind of share experiences. And, and a lot of people wonder if they should do the thing of, you're going to have two Christmases. It's actually going to be great. What would you say to people wondering if they should go down that route? Take your time on stuff like that. Over time, it might be lovely that actually you can have a real Christmas tree if you always just had a plastic one in the past. Create new traditions. And that is quite nice, but not when you're in the eye of the storm and you've just discovered it. You go, well, it's going to be so great at Christmas. It's going to be lovely. Uh, you know, have two birthday parties. That's not quite what kids are ready to hear. The interesting thing is also, you know, Choose your moments in how you do it. I remember working with a client. Normally, I don't go and visit people's houses, but I went to, um, they want, really wanted me to. And they told the four kids with me there, which I found, oh, goodness, you know, how not to do it. And then the dad got got up and went off into the car and left. And the children were bereft. They thought he'd gone forever. 
So, of course, you've got to try and work out what reactions the children might have. Sometimes they go, you know, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, Who's going to look after the guinea pig? And they're pretty matter of fact. Other times, if they're teenagers, perhaps they might burst into tears. You just never know how they're going to react. So be mindful about after what you've told them, what are you going to do then? Don't just sort of leave try and make it sort of practical that perhaps you then go to the park or you do something or you know you chat to them about the questions and stuff like that so yeah don't jump into making it happy clappy if it's genuinely not quite there yet let it percolate and then the children and the new things that come in might well be lovely and different you know you said earlier about picking the time you do it don't do it on a sunday night before they go to sleep on the end of their bed what is the perfect time to tell your children that you're getting divorced? Well, that's why you need to think about it. And you need to think, well, am I going to be interrupted by my phone going off? Is it tea time? Is there a favourite programme on the telly that, you know, is going to distract us? So pick your time. Choose your time carefully. When will we have some uninterrupted time where we choose to sit down and we talk to them about what's going to happen in a sort of, you know, as best we can? And of course, there's no ideal time and an ideal place, but don't just do it, you know, with a throwaway line because you're angry about something. Do it with care and consideration because it's a very important moment. I I had a client, uh, I remember talking to her about divorce and she was going through one herself, but she remembered her own parents divorcing 50 years earlier. And she said, I was wearing my green dress with my red shoes and I had my favorite cardigan on. She went straight back to that moment when they told her. So that's how powerful it is. So do try and get it right. Well, none of us are perfect, but give it a bit of thought, I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember the whole kind of day around when my parents told me that they were splitting up and, it, you know, exactly what happened. And I remember all those feelings even now. And that happened when I was an adult. But um, so you'd think I'd deal with it better, but I don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? But it, it sometimes I think it feels like you can't really win, like you're always going to do something wrong or you're always going to mess up. I don't have children, so I'm just going to mess up my pets. But I think <laughs> the worry is you're always going to mess them up in some way. Well, there's a poster that goes around. It's something I created and it says there's no such thing as a perfect parent. So just be a real one. Because you can't get it right all of the time. You, and as my dad said to me once, Sue, I've never done this before when he was talking about his parenting and I thought he knew everything. And I went, oh, really? Um, so you, you don't always get things right, but you try and make fail forward and you try and sort of try and get it right. And that will make a difference. And, and you know, kids are very forgiving about life and, and you and they love you. Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's the ad break. So it's a perfect time to remind you to hit subscribe to be notified about more episodes. You can also leave us a lovely review because honestly, it makes a difference to the chart positions. And one time I was in the charts next to Michelle Obama and I was really thrilled about it. So it'd be nice to do that again. You can also join in the conversation on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod. We have a website thedivorcesocial.com. And you can also join us for our like 90s style divorce chat room experience over on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. And it starts at £2 a month. And we all have lovely and awful and amazing chats. See you there. So you got divorced. You broke it to everyone. You were being Phoenix-like and trying not to be angry and bitter. Were there any things that you did at that time or even that friends or close ones to you did that you found particularly useful in a kind of recovery? Now, my dear friend won't be listening to this, I'm sure, or she is. I'm sorry I won't mention her name. But she never actually got divorced, but she separated 20 years ago. And she never quite, I don't understand why you don't break that and move on personally. But every time, if you turn up at the cricket when her sons are playing cricket and my son is joining in and playing cricket and we're all out there having a picnic, she won't talk to him and turns away and the atmosphere is just dire. And I thought, you don't want to do it like that. I mean, it's so cringy for everybody that's concerned. You know, why can't you get over it or why can't you just get a proper divorce then? then, you know, you're still dragging the old stories up. And there are triggers, you know, sometimes if we go racing or something, not that I go racing very often, but, you know, she'll suddenly go, oh, I remember that time. And you think, my God, that's 20 years ago, that story. Get over it. So you don't want to be like that. And I remember thinking, I don't want to do it like you've done it. And she's lovely and she's my great friend. But mm, how not to do it, I think, really. Get a clean break so you can move on and so your family and your kids and everyone can move on. And then do try and, and sort of see the good in the other person too when they've moved on. You can't do that immediately either. That's too soon. But eventually, just take yourself out to 15 years or 10 years and say, how do you want the kids to describe this experience to their kids? I'm I'm interested in the experience of your friend because you know, there must have been some real trauma there for her to still feel like that 20 years later. And we never know what's happened in people's lives. And I think there's quite, um, there's always quite a strong focus on the woman, if it's a heterosexual relationship, to kind of forgive and be very friendly. And sometimes no one thinks about what the man's reaction to everything is. 
Have you ever spoken to her about that? Of course. Oh, my God. Yes, of course, because I don't hold back, do I? You can tell I'm sort of like all guns blazing and I'm going, why? What is that? Why don't you? And I've lost track of. So anyway, that was just an emotion and an uh, an observation that I thought, "Mm, that's not how I want to do it. I think it is important, obviously, to learn from other people's experiences. But do you find because of what you do, you feel like you have to counsel everyone through stuff. Oh, I used to go through that bit of a phase and that's a pain in the arse, isn't it, being like that? Um, I do notice sometimes with some co- colleagues, I, I used to be a deputy head and class teacher for 22 years. So I still meet up with my pals sometimes, you know, my teacher pals. And they sort of see me, I don't know, I don't know, as this wise woman, is that because I've turned 60? I don't know, probably. Um, and you, know, you can turn into kind of when you're out and about, Certainly if someone's house or when we're in someone's garden nowadays, chatting, and then they'll ask my advice and I kind of go into work mode because I I really rather like asking people better questions to help take them into a better place. But then I have another friend, Ed, who says, you're not doing that coaching thing on me, are you? (laughs) So I learned very quickly to let him get on with his own mess. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, So going back to you and your experience... You're you're divorced, you've got your children. When do you start dating again? How did you delve into the dating world? Oh god, the murky world of online dating. Well, I was catfished, I think, three times. Uh you know, oh, wow. I thought, what? Because I'm very uh, maybe twice, because I'm very trusting, honest, open, authentic, and I thought everybody else in the world is like me. Oh dear, that's a bit silly. The other thing that was embarrassing is on one of these websites, I had taught this child in my class years ago, and I knew that they were still together, but he was on one of these apps, and you think, Oh my god, you know, people's lives. Oh, wow. So with the catfishing, was it that they were using someone else's photo or what was the catfish scenario? Yeah, No, it was was the photo. And, of course, what are you drawn to? That's what you put up, isn't it? You put up this picture. So I remember going on for ages on this thing, chat, chat, chat. It was all very good on on the app. You know, you've got to stay safe and I'm very mindful, not foolish like that, chat, chat, chat. Eventually, after I think three or four days or more, do you want to go on to WhatsApp? Oh, okay, that's, yeah. And up popped this gorgeous photo, (laughs) even a different one. Oh, Oh my god and you're american and oh my goodness that's marvelous and then you know then it was all sort of messing around and then you thought well should we talk even and then and that it became a little reticent there and i thought oh there's an alarm bell what's that about because then other people say at some point you just got to bite the bullet and meet for a coffee in a public place um so then it, whatever it was and i remember it was late on a saturday evening and i called the person's bluff and he rang and then i said because otherwise you'd think it might be a catfish and his voice just changed and i thought oh my god what what a fool have i been but luckily nothing bad had happened a lesson learned for me i just went oh i don't trust people and my fingers get burnt i'd rather meet people in real life and see where life takes me. That's just me. Everybody else has a different experience of it. But you've got to be mindful of it. You've got to be careful of it. And don't do it when you're feeling vulnerable. This was years later when I was, you know, out and about doing my own thing and um, I was in a good place. But I think it could be a a dodgy place if you're a bit vulnerable and haven't really done the work on your, um, you know, yourself. I had a dating experience recently where I've been talking to the guy for quite a while on the app. And then, yeah, we went to WhatsApp 
And then he suggested we had a phone call and I was sort of very tired and I'd had a stressful day, but I was like, oh, okay, that's a good idea before we meet, see if we hit it off. Yeah, yeah. And then we had a phone call and then after the phone call, he was like, I don't want to meet you now. Ooh. And I just felt such extreme yes. rejection because yes. I was like, you like my picture. That's normally the thing I worry about is what if they don't fancy me, but you didn't like my personality. Oh my God. <laughs> so... That felt like quite a strong rejection. I f sort of felt it quite hard. How did the catfish moment feel? Oh, I felt annoyed. And I felt, yeah, I don't like that kind of thing. That's just people are not truthful. They're not authentic. They're not genuine. And also, yeah, all right, you, you do it on a picture. And then I know my other friend, she did it. And she put up a photo of herself 10 years earlier. And I thought... You know, and 10 stone lighter, not really, I'm joking. But, you know, I'm thinking that's not truthful either. You're as bad as them. <laughs> yeah, that is very common on yeah, the day. of course apps, it putting is. earlier photos. Yeah, of course. So did that experience completely put you off apps? Well, yes, after a while. And, and investing, you think, oh, these are the cheap ones. Right, so I'll invest a bit more or something because, you know, that might be better to do the Telegraph one or the Guardian one or whatever it was called. Uh, you know, you hear it when I listen to radio now, they go, oh, heart, you know, oh, have you joined the heart dating app? You think, oh, my God. So, yeah, there's all sorts of them out there. And it is for some people. And fair play, I'm not judging. Didn't work out for me, that's all. So did you find love again? Yes, yes, that's right. Because I hear you have some <laughs> nuptials well, coming up. Well, there we up. are. So, um, so I just decided I'd just get on with my life and I was busy and having fun and meeting friends and doing great work and getting out and about and traveling. This is all before pandemic. And uh, then my daughter, uh, you know, she graduated from university and I brought the rescue remedy with me in case because I have to meet my ex on for an, a weekend. And it turned out that we all got on so well. And my son came and we had such a laugh. We had such good fun in Manchester because it's a brilliant place. We went out to dinner. We went here. We went there. And um, we kind of struck up a friendship again and uh, a kind of a, you know, it was quite intriguing. And I thought, gosh, I, this is really not what I expected. So we got off the train and then he just said, I don't know if you fancy a dog walk sometime because we've got these dogs. And I just said, oh, OK, why not? So we met for a dog walk and we kept meeting for about two years. And then, um, yeah, we moved it into a different dimension. He moved in and two years later again. And uh, we get married on October the 22nd this year. So this is your <laughs> ex-husband yes. that you divorced. You're, you are real life Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, no, don't say that. She was married five times. <laughs> no, but I mean, she married the same person twice. I think it's quite nice. I see myself as J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck. All right. That's their story. Nice, yeah. nice on the Met or you know awards or something I saw them I thought oh yes that's a nice story it's like the parent trap film what the ch <laughs> the children are like dreaming of happening how did your children take it were they pleased or were they a bit weirded out because I didn't quite know what it was I didn't tell my daughter and I put up something on Facebook and it must have put up where I was she went what are you doing in Hitchin so we had quite an interesting conversation. I said, this is not about me being secretive. This was me being private. I didn't quite know what was happening. And I didn't, you know, like I don't rush in like a China bullshit, even though she's uh, she was in her 20s. Didn't want to, you know, say something. And I didn't know what was quite happening. But anyway, they are thrilled that she's buying the cake with my son. 
and we've got a quiet, small little function and they're thrilled. And it is a joy and a privilege to me to bring back that sort of family atmosphere. But what I've learned from it is massive appreciation. You can lose track. We've been married, I don't know, 20 or years, nearly 25 years or something. And you take each other for granted. You'd had a few ups and downs financially. Whereas this time, it's very different in that sense. We have a lot in common. We always did have. But as I go into my older age now, it is really nice to have someone to share things with. And we have a great deal in common. We laugh a lot. We like the same sort of stuff on Netflix. And we garden the hell out of the garden. So, you know, small stuff very grateful and it's the biggest surprise really of my life that that happened that's amazing is there anything going into another wedding is there anything you're going to do differently from your first wedding I mean putting aside that it's the same guy just wedding wise no not really I think there's a huge attitude of gratitude a huge um, feeling of connection and belonging And that is a gift that I hope I give as well as I receive. And as we grow older, you know, one of the simplest things we really enjoy is the kids coming back, you know, as they've left the nest. They come back. We have barbecues with granddad, who's 93, just turned uh, this week. And I would very much like to do some more traveling again if we can ever do that. I love that idea. And doing it with someone that you enjoy being with is really wonderful. And I'm very blessed. Lovely. And obviously, we've talked a lot about your job. What would you say the best thing about your job and what you do is? Oh, it's a huge honour, privilege to help people through change, to help people feel better in their parenting, to see families heal, to find some harmony and some happiness back in their families, not just through divorce. Because as I say, most of my work is completely broad across, you know, whether they're teenagers or tweens or babies or whatever. So raising a happy, confident kid is actually what I'm all about. And I can help parents do that with my techniques, strategies, you know, and the coaching that I do. Then I really feel I've made a, a, I've left a legacy and I've made a difference in the world. I love that. And what do you think the most important thing you learned from your own divorce is? Don't take things for granted. And I suppose you can never, you always think the grass is greener on the other side, don't you, I suppose, in life. Uh, and you can't put, you know, I, I couldn't go through this experience now, this new one, if I hadn't had the old experience. So mistakes and things that you get wrong if you learn from them, can actually lead you to a better place. I totally agree. Well, thank you very much. It's been so nice to chat. Where can people find your book and find um, your YouTube and all of that? Well, it's thesueatkins.com because there was a lady called Sue Atkins sitting on a yacht. So I'm the one and only thesueatkins.com. It's got everything on there. You can find my YouTube, Sue Atkins, the parenting expert. I'm on Twitter as Sue Atkins, Instagram, Sue Atkins 18, LinkedIn, you know, you name it. If you put in Sue Atkins, I'm like a bad penny. I turn up everywhere. (laughs) And if you're interested (laughs) in getting my divorce journal for kids, that is honestly, I put all my heart and soul into that to help children express, understand and kind of work their way through, you know, their parents' divorce properly. And it'll start conversations and they can do it on their own or they can do it with grandma or do it with you. 
just to help them because you don't want to just leave them with those very strong emotions and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So we should say that. So this is a book that you give your children and there's like activities and things that they fill out. That's it. And they draw and, and all of that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for that. I feel as if it's been a therapy session for me. (laughs) <laughs> oh good <laughs> thank you so much for sharing it's great it's great to hear your advice and then also some of your hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. For experience as well. So I think people are going to find that really useful. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going uh but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts uh which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast and i'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times and they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts so if you'd like to leave a review i'd love you forever you can leave them on itunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well i'll take all the reviews you've got to give you can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.